0: Hey there, Tiffany Jones here, co-founder and CEO of the Kenza Collective. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to share something very exciting with you that is coming soon. We are putting together a course called You Can Do This. This is a course to teach busy parents how to work for themselves. So this is a course that has about 12 videos in it and throughout each video, we're gonna be helping you to lay a really, really solid foundation from which to build your freelance business. So some of the things that you're gonna walk away with are a really solid understanding of how your taxes are going to work, you're gonna have a really simple startup budget and the training that you need to track and manage your cash flow. You're gonna have a realistic idea of how much you can actually work and actually make. You're gonna have a good understanding of what you should go out there and try and sell based on the skills that you have built up into this point in your life. We are going to give you all kinds of pro tips. We're gonna help you set some realistic goals, give you some advice that's just gonna help you save a lot of frustration and money along the way as you're just getting started. We're going to give you a plan for how to establish and clean up your online presence, including tips on how to create a very simple and basic website. And you're going to have a plan of action to go out and get that first client and to continue to get clients. We are so excited to bring this course to you. We've been working on it for months now, and the very, very, very best part of this course, other than all of this amazing training and information that you're going to get, is that it's only $29. We wanted to offer this at a really, really, really affordable price point, because we know that a lot of parents out there right now could really use some help in jumpstarting a consulting or a freelance business. And we don't want anything holding you back. If you have a skill or a set of skills, which I know you do, that you can go out there and serve clients with, we want to help you set up a really, really firm foundation to get that business started so that you can focus on doing that great work and not worrying about the business side of things. So if this is interesting to you, please head over to KenzaCollective.com slash you can do this and sign up to be one of the first to know when this course is available. We're hoping to get it out end of November, early December time. So head over to KenzaCollective.com slash you can do this. Add your email address and we will be in touch as soon as we have this ready to go for you. All right, let's get started on this week's episode. Welcome to the Kenza pod. Kenza collective is a platform dedicated to educating, inspiring, and empowering parents who work for themselves. Check out kenzacollective.com to learn more about our mission and to find resources to help you on your journey together. Let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I'm the founder and CEO of Kenza each week on the podcast. You can join me and our CFO Beth Gummery, as we help you navigate the tricky business of working for yourself while also raising a family. We're honored to have you here with us. Let's get started. Today, we have the absolute pleasure of talking with Mariah Stockman, founder and creative director at Ms. Creative, a marketing agency for women and by women. Mariah started her company because she wants women to feel limitless when it comes to marketing their business. She believes in a world where women stand up and speak out about what they're experts in, where women lift each other up and they see each other as resources and not as competition. Well designed templates, helping women launch their dreams and running a powerful team of female creatives are a few of Mariah's favorite things. Bringing roughly 15 years of marketing experience to the table, she is proud to be the epitome of a girl's girl, rooting for us all to succeed. When she's not coaching her clients running her signature program, Marketing Camp, you can find her camping on a lake or dreaming up how to buy a farm with her husband. Mariah and I have actually known each other for several years now, and she actually, her and Beth go way back. Um, We all met in Santa Cruz, California, and since then, we've all sort of gone separate directions. Uh, Beth is over in Denmark. I'm down in Oceanside, California, and Mariah is over in Virginia. Um, and Be- uh, Mariah and I have been you know, connected mostly in a professional capacity, but we instantly connected when we first met. In fact, I remember people telling me before I even met you, Mariah, oh my God, you need to meet Mariah. You guys would totally love each other. And they were right. Um, So today on the episode, we are talking to Mariah about how she is preparing her business for motherhood. She is not yet a mama, but her and her husband are starting to talk about trying. So she had the brilliant idea to come on the pod and talk through what she's doing to prepare for her, prepare her business for motherhood. And we thought it would just be fun for her to share the steps she's taking to make sure she can take a step back without the wheels falling off. Um, not just for pregnancy and birth, but beyond. And I'm on the other side. I have a two and a half ish year old now and um, would love to share some of my thoughts with her. And I think that um, this is just going to be a great um, episode to just share some practical tips and strategies. And yeah, let's get to it. Welcome, Mariah. Welcome, Beth. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Beth. I'm so happy to be here. Um, another quick fun fact uh, for listeners out there is that Mariah's team actually just started taking over the Kenza Collective Instagram account. So get excited for some really fun graphics to be coming out and fun ideas. We have so much in the works we're so excited about. So let's just get started by just learning a little bit about you, Mariah. Tell us about, you know, obviously we have the intro here, but tell us from your perspective, what you do and why you do it and kind of what your day-to-day looks like. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. i i first i think the first thing i just want to say is that never in a million years would i ever expect to be on a podcast about this specific topic i think that um everything in my professional life up until like you know getting married last year was just sort of like full steam ahead go 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 um build build create build build create repeat um and now you know <laughs> even just talking on this podcast about potentially having a baby next year Um, It just feels very surreal that I'm so excited to learn um, from you and from your listeners and the rest of the audience with the Kenza Collective. So a little bit about me. uh, My name is Mariah and I uh, own a marketing agency called Mariah Stockman Creative, which we are in the process of rebranding into Miss Creative, which I will touch on that and the reasoning behind that um, in a little bit but we really are here to serve female led businesses to serve female founders. We really have our pulse I think on like the female consumer and um I always tell people that um I have a very long history in the nonprofit sector. That's where my marketing career began. That's where I met some of you. Um but I for a very long time I didn't realize that you could be I'm extremely value-based and I didn't realize I could transfer my what I value in my company um, out of the nonprofit sector and into the for-profit world. Um, so w- what I really stand for and what my team stands for is a female-driven economy. It's for females and women standing financially independent. Um, and I always say, you know, we're <laughs> we do have male clients um, and they're fantastic uh but i do believe in more women owning their wealth and their worth and so that's sort of where what the space that we occupy and what we stand for we do social media management i do one-on-one coaching we have a summer marketing camp we kind of um you know what we feel like we do best is we meet women exactly where they are in their business journey and we kind of come in and we partner with them and we say do you need help, you know, in the digital space? Do you need help with the creative? Do you need help with the messaging? Do you need help with the branding? Um, and it's a very like collaborative team partnership that we do with these businesses, and um, we've grown like 300% this year, which has just been incredible oh, and oh, yeah, and so
1: woo-hoo, woo-hoo moment.
0: yeah, definitely, and so we've gone from uh, a solo entrepreneur to a full scale agency team uh, this past year. Um, and so that's just a little bit about us. And I, and I always just like to say, um, uh, I'm on this podcast, but there is a very amazing team of women behind me um, that side by side who are supporting our clients and pushing this work forward and um, and I believe wholeheartedly in that piece of it so yeah that's a little bit about the agency tell us about what your day-to-day looks like Mariah how many days a week are you working how many hours do you think you're putting in like what is your current um, non kid day look like I love it <laughs> um i don't set an alarm that is the my favorite thing that i like to share um my husband and i neither of us actually have to set an alarm at this point in our life because of our work schedules um it was really important to me let me back up when i first launched my business i was like that's cool i'm just going to work 16 hours a day and i'm just going to burn the candle at both ends and i'm going to feel not only emotionally depleted <laughs> from the the large feelings of starting a business and experiencing success, um, but I was mentally depleted and I was physically depleted um, by just the the pace that I was operating at and I thought that it was going to be sustainable um, and then I had a very clear you know realization that um, I actually work for myself and <laughs> I'm the only person putting these hours and boundaries, or lack thereof, boundaries, um, because when you are in a client-centric business, you you know your clients can can you either are going to let all your clients in all the time, or you have to set really clear boundaries around your days and hours of operation. So something our agency stands for is mindful marketing and stress-free marketing, and if we're really being honest and transparent with helping our clients experience that then we also have to be embodying that too. And so, um, I typically work Monday through Thursday. I try and take Fridays off on Fridays. If I take meetings, they are just with our full service clients and they are strategy centric because I cannot be strategy. (laughs) Yeah. I can't be in the strategy. And also in the creative, I have to actually separate my days out around the type of thinking and doing that I'm doing to be most effective. I only do team meetings on Mondays. Um, I found that, uh, team meetings started to feel stressful when uh, they were midweek because we just our to-do lists were just you know kind of feeling so crunch time. Um, so we do we start the week off with a team meeting and then I typically end the week on Fridays with no meetings. Um, I only take coaching calls on certain days of the week the same way. So really, my day to day really looks like I pretty much log in at nine and I'm hopefully off by you know three or four. There are days where as a creative and any creative that's listening or any creative that's on this call right now knows that when you're in a creative flow, like don't get in the way, (laughs) let it, (laughs) just let it go because you're not always in that yummy juicy space. And so I think my day to day just looks like I have a lot more freedom and flexibility to, to sense how am I feeling what's the my priority checking in with my team and then making sure that you know client communication is really clear um because we have so many clients and that's that's a thing (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) That's a thing yeah so how like knowing that you essentially have complete control over your days right now and probably realizing that that's one of the first things that'll go when you have a child like how are you feeling about anticipating that loss of control? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's actually something that my husband and I have gotten into some like seriously heated conversations about. Um, You know, I'll be the first person to say that it feels, you know, very unfair. That I have to be the one who has, has the baby, um, which is crazy sounding. It's crazy sounding, right? I am um, okay. just like so fired up about running my company, and and I'm just so fired up about my work that the idea of stopping and slowing down, um, and calling it, you know, a compromise and all of those things feels, you know, there is there is still a part of me that it feels very unfair, um, and I know that 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 has to be biological that has to be just the first step of accepting um that anything that i feel like i'm gonna give up air quotes right um i know i'm gonna be gaining times a million because that's what every single mother in my life has said you know to me um but definitely with the time um i think that it's not so much about the the time and the days. I think for me, it's more about the energy um, because this marketing is a very high frequency, high um, fast paced world. I mean, just marketing looks, you know, 15 years ago I was putting billboards up, you know, and um, radio ads, and now everything is just a content creation machine on social media and um, like I was telling someone the other day, I was like, at, on any given client, we will have created 150 pieces. If they're posting three times a week, right? We will have created 150 pieces of original content per year, times 35 mm-hmm. clients. That we are mm-hmm. in a constant content creation machine, and so that that you know requires a certain level of energy and creativity in my in my brain space. <laughs> And that's, I think not so much the hours in the day, but the energy and the, the I want to stay creative and I want to stay sharp. And that's really what I get. I think the most anxious about is that people always talk about mom brain. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. That phrase kind of annoys me, to be honest. I, I just really don't like that phrase because it just feels, um, it, I don't know. It feels demeaning or something like as like, literally i was i probably got three hours of sleep last night our child is a very good sleeper in general but every once in a while she has these nights where she just needs mama um but you know what i'm here and i'm showing up and i drank two large yeti cups of coffee and i don't have mom brain right now screw that like no I'm stoked to be having this conversation. So anyway, don't don't get me started, as Beth would say. <laughs> don't get me started. And also, me started. I mean, I am gonna get you started a little bit too because um, and I don't mean this in a way, and it's okay if I offend anyone from saying this, and I would love to have more conversations, and if I offend you, please DM me and let's talk. But I feel like also not all my friends run fast-paced agencies in marketing. They're not all my friends are in my space, not all my mom friends, A, run a business and not all my Mm -hmm. mom friends be run a business quite like mine right now and so Mm -hmm. i'm super i'm way more interested in talking to moms who have a lot more in common with my business structure and setup if that makes sense because if i'm just talking to moms whose careers don't look like mine then that advice is i think it's super valuable and it's and I, i feel supported in having those conversations but I'm much more interested in talking to freelancers and entrepreneurs who have transitioned into motherhood because um I just think that what you said is so valuable if you're doing your passion like I could have like I could have the flu right now and I could be talking to you about you know marketing and and fun, and muster up excitement and energ- energized conversation because that's just how I feel it does light me up so mm-hmm. yeah, put a pin on that but I do think that that the the passion is is fuel um regardless i think of what else is going on well and i want to just there's two things i want to share based on everything you just said and i haven't actually really had a chance to even share this on the kenza platform really at all it's sort of i one day i sat down and wrote this like five page manifesto that one day i will publish i think beth has, (laughs) has read it it's uh yeah it's it was just my like this is why i'm doing this and um so uh, my experience exactly it was like that i mean i should go back and read it it was was months and months ago it was great Um, it
1: was it was what made me want to work with you you were like here's what we're gonna do and i'm like great sign me up
0: (laughs) (laughs) but you know i'm gonna be honest so i i had a baby my first child and only child and um i went back to working uh, as a producer at an incredibly busy, busy 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 um creative agency and i did that eight weeks after she was born and i only was there for six weeks because then we took a a christmas vacation or a christmas break for like three weeks so i was just gonna go back for six weeks and i'm not gonna lie i felt powerful af this is a um a family friendly podcast so we're just gonna use the abbreviations there (laughs) but the feeling the feeling that i got going into that creative agency running it like a freaking boss with with or without mom brain and coming home and and pumping three times a day at the office in a dark dank bathroom that i well we won't get into that (laughs) so pumping three times a day literally i would hook up my pump in my car driving to work arrive at work with two full bottles of milk that I would then put in the refrigerator. One time I forgot to put it in the refrigerator and it went bad in my car and I literally cried. But anyway, put it in the refrigerator, pump two more times at work, come home and scoop up my baby. And I was like, I'm a freaking boss. Like it felt really good. Right. And so I was like, I can do this. But then what happened was I started getting really annoyed at the fact that this job was controlling my time and my energy. And that was the tipping point for me and that's why i'm so excited for you mariah and for anyone else who's listening that has their own business and is gonna, knows they're going to be transitioning into motherhood whatever that looks like for them and um and the fact that you already know what boundaries are and how to set them and how important they are and you're you're thinking in that way that's what's going to save you because i didn't have the ability to set boundaries in a in a typical job You know, if I got done at three or if I was, you know, not feeling good that day or whatever it was, I couldn't just leave unless I took PTO or sick time or like checked with my boss. And it's just like, what? No, I'm not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, I'm really excited for you to to have that like emotional intelligence already, because that's going to set you up for a lot of success as you go into this. Um, and then the second quick thing I just wanted to say that's, I think, part of, part of just like the heartbeat of Kenza is that, and you know this because we've been talking a lot about photography on representing the Kenza brand. And something that I've expressed is that I want to focus on images of, of the parents working, of, of these professionals. And I don't want to focus on the images of kids because for me, like, this is, again, just my own personal viewpoint. Like, I am more than just a mom. Like for some, for some women, and this is great for them. This isn't, there is no judgment. Like they go into motherhood and like they dive full on head first and they just fully immerse themselves in being a mother. And that is who they are. And I love that. That's great. Their kids are, are very, very lucky for that. And there's, there's nothing bad. But for me personally, I have this sense of like being a mom is just one part of me and there's other parts of me and there's other ways that i can serve the world and show up for people and help people and i think that that's just a really important thing to recognize and i see that in you too mariah with that said things could change and we all have friends who that's changed for and i'm yes and i'm accepting of that too i think you know which six months ago i don't think i was so accepting (laughs) (laughs) per my husband (laughs) So Mariah, tell us about some of the, so there's, it sounds like there's really two, two main buckets of ways that you're preparing. One is the emotional bucket and getting yourself emotionally ready to understand that you have no idea what you're walking into. Right. And then the second bucket is the practical, like what are you practical steps you're taking? So talk to us about the practical side of things. What are the things you've been doing to prepare for this? Yeah, and actually just to be clear how I think as a person is diving into the practical piece is actually helping the emotional piece because mm. I think the emotional piece and that the scar- the scarcity mindset of of the not enoughness um I I don't think I can tame that beast until it's here, right? Until I actually start to experience motherhood. Um and I and yeah, so the practical piece is actually helping me feel like I'm in action doing things and that's just who i am as a person i like to be in 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 movement um so the first thing i'm going to say is all of this is based around this idea that we're going to get pregnant next year and i'm very fully aware that I'm aware, and also my doctor is aware because I'm 35, and she pulled out this chart that's from like the 70s where it's basically like you're totally good, and then you turn 35, and it's basically just like a black sharpie on a cliff <laughs> of your fertility, which I don't think is true. And every other person was like, get a new doctor, and all of the things. But that being said, I, you know, it's based on this idea that maybe next year we'll be pregnant and that that might, that timeline might not even happen. And I have acceptance around that too. Um, so the first thing we did that I did is I I looked at my, I kind of approached it in, in three different ways. I looked at my finances, I looked at my team, and I looked at my overarching branding. And the first thing I did was I actually stepped into the team and just working chronologically. So chronologically last May, maybe April, um, I hired my first project manager who turned into our social media manager, who turned into our client success manager, who's probably gonna be now more of our integrator. And that's, um, her name's Olivia Reed. And she's a photographer and she, you know, is an excellent social media manager and she is client And I say that because that's super, super important. If there's nothing else I've said today, hiring someone who is client facing um, was a huge, huge leap of faith for me because think about it. I'm a solo entrepreneur. Um, I'm a marketing consultant. I'm a marketing freelancer. You can use all of these interchanging words, uh, titles and i am who the clients hire and i am who they know and i am the the lead creative and i am the strategist um and i'm the business development right and so all of a sudden i'm starting to think well what happens if i cannot do all of those things what are those pieces that really need to be well managed and i don't think that I can really step out completely from the large, you know, 30,000 foot view strategy piece, but I can really step out off of the customer service, the implementation, the measurement, um, and any of the really day-to-day client needs. And that's where Olivia stepped in. And the best part about hiring her is I didn't even know when I first brought her onto the team that she was even gonna have this skill set of this client-facing piece, and I told her that right away. And I'm just going to say one other thing about hiring her um, or bringing her onto the team, is that I also gave her, and I'm very, very transparent about finances, and I think that's super important. That also speaks to um, women owning their finances and financial freedom is actually feeling comfortable talking about these things. But I actually Mm -hmm. gave her a $3 raise pretty quickly, pretty early on. because I said to her, I said, Hey, um, not only are you showing skills that I need that I didn't actually bring you on, I need to value these added talents that you bring to the team and I need to incentivize you. So now the whole team gets commissioned, the whole team gets, you know, comp- different sorts of financial structure to make them want to stay. And that was super super important to me and I can see Beth like taking notes um as the finance person.
1: <laughs> the other hard. thing,
0: the <laughs> other thing that we're doing differently with the team, right, is um I'm coming January 1. If if I'm, you know, if I get pregnant in 2021, come January 1, I want certain people on my team to have percentages of each client contract. And to mm. me, that is totally like a rule breaker for an agency because there's this really archaic way of thinking of like, if my team gets too close to the client or if my team gets too close to the contract, then they can take it from me. Right. Which is. Mm. I feel like is a very like male dominated thought pattern um and that is how we're doing things diff- differently and so Olivia will eventually have like 25% upwards to 37% of every single client contract. Why? Cool. Because I want her to feel invested. Um so I can take time off. <laughs> really. So right? it's, it's like you're it's a different way to instead of giving away equity. Yeah in the company, you're giving away, I don't know, a version of equity in the contract.
1: Yes. All of this is is, is really interesting and um, and a good way to do it. And probably uh, a more sustainable than what we're used to with the sort of um, whatever that was called before, you know, where it's like, it's, it's my bowl of food. Don't get near it. You know, and what you're saying is yeah. like, do you want some of the bowl of food? Cause like, we're all here together. Are you hungry? Are you, hungry? <laughs> you look hungry. Would you like some of this? So, I mean, right. Like this is what women have been doing forever, right? This is our instinct.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, that's such a great idea, Mariah. So you're, what you're working towards, it sounds like, with the team is building up a team that you know you can trust and then also incentivizing them to, to stick around and, and reciprocate. Yeah, and feel empowered to do some of the business development piece by offering commission. You know, We give $250 for every new full-service client, which is more than car salesmen will make on a car. Or a car saleswoman mm-hmm. will make on a car and mm-hmm. I actually did that research and I was like, okay, what's the most competitive commission based businesses out there and how do they do it and what's that mean And of course people, car salesmen are probably operating at a higher volume of clients than we are but um, I wanted to I wanted to have a multifaceted incentive structure um, so then, that way they could really feel the value and then see the revenue um Mm -hmm. and if i have you know my team doing the business development piece then i'm seeing the revenue too and we're all it's a win-win on all on all fronts um so now i went from myself to a project manager um and now we have myself a project manager a virtual assistant um an intern who we do not call an intern we call her an aspiring marketer and we have a (laughs) we have a graphic designer slash content creator um, and we also have a brand photographer. So we're pretty full scale at this point, And we have a current um, job opening for a marketing associate um, right now. And so we're taking those applications until November 20th. Um, so we're, I mean, I'm just sort of in like, I learned right when I brought in Olivia, everything benefits. And so if, if really, if there's a client need, and we can't in my mind if we can't meet a client need and it's because of our capacity or because if it it's our talent or skill set on our team now it's my job to just go find that and that's why we brought in a graphic designer our next hire will probably be like a professional in ads and email marketing um because that's what everyone needs and so that's sort of the mindset there um so the first thing really that was just about the team and then um after we started seeing the benefits of that piece the next phase um, that I really went from, went into was um, the branding. And so I felt, and, and Tiffany and I have had conversations about the Kenza Collective and why it's not called, you know, the Tiffany and Beth Collective, right? <laughs> Is that if I'm being financially savvy and I'm coming from a business development standpoint and I'm thinking long-term, which I do have that part of my thinking, um, I feel like it would be a lot more sustainable to hire in a ceo if i needed to take a year off or something like that or a half year i could hire an, an interim ceo or a cmo or a ceo and i can which all of those words to me even when i say those they seem so corporate even just saying i know them, they're so late so every time i call myself the ceo i know i know i yeah I, I feel you i feel you on that if i if in, or let's let's even take it up a notch if i ever want to sell my business right I right. think it's a lot more attractive to, to that for someone to to buy a company or take on a company called Miss Creative instead of a company that's called Mariah Stockman Creative because mm-hmm. I want to remove my even though I am the lead strategist and the CEO and all of those other titles. I thought Miss Creative was a much more broad reaching brand, really. And so miss, miss Creative, I also feel like people can see themselves and they understand that, you know, we are, if we, if our name is Miss Creative, you can kind of get a sense of what we do like pretty quickly um, and who we do it for pretty quickly. And so that was, um, so that, that was the next piece was definitely the branding and then separating so you re-branded then Right. Yeah. Well, in what that looked like for us is we kept all the original like logos and branding and design, but we, launched an entire separate marketing channel that's called Miss Creative that has its own identity um, that really is about the agency and the agency life. Like that Miss Creative Instagram won't really talk about my coaching clients. It won't really talk about me as a person, Um, but it really will be a place where we highlight our agency clients and we provide value um, around our agency services. And so that, (laughs) that was a lot of Olivia and I just talking back and forth back and forth back and forth and then just executing finally um and there was some like you know releasing i had to do in that um for sure but it's been the best decision to move in 2020 and i think i've shared this with you two before but in 2020 it is so hard to find anyone to hire because everyone wants to be the face in the front it's an entrepreneurial world it's a freelancing world for the taking right now everyone can be an online coach and provide online education and what i mean we are living in the most like robust filled possibility revenue generating space of our time right now and Mm -hmm. everyone who wants to jump on it um typically wants to do it with their face forward right um Mm -hmm. And, or they at least think that that's what they're supposed to do or that they have to do or that they've been coached to do or yes, whatever yeah exactly mm-hmm. um and so i'm just you know i'm really hoping that you know by with a new a new brand that is more around this concept instead of a person it's more about Do you not do you resonate with me, Mariah, do you resonate with a female driven economy? Do you resonate with supporting female led businesses? Do you resonate with women owned businesses? And so that's going to circle back to the point you made at the beginning of this um, segment, which was about your clients feeling like you're the one that they're hiring and and feeling maybe weird if you're not there or feeling like they're getting less this is going to hopefully, especially new clients you bring on to the Miss Creative brand itself, this is going to help them feel more comfortable and them feel like, okay, this is this is the team. And if Mariah is gone, I still know that the team is going to provide me with a really high level of service, whether she's there or not, because she's trained her team to make the right decisions. Yeah. And I bring my team in as early as like the initial launch call with any new client and Mm -hmm. um olivia pretty much takes on like full-scale communication with every client unless it's like a strategy question or something else that's like higher level collaborative um and so i set that tone like pretty early on too um which makes me feel already i already have like you know, I'm already not only my feeding Olivia, like Beth said from that, you know, pot of stew, um, the pot of stew isn't quite so heavy in my hands anymore either, you know, and it feels already feels so good. So, um, yeah, so that kind of, that encompasses like the team and the branding. And then it's so moving chronologically, the next phase that really, that I was more of a financial investment, um, is I needed all of my systems to work. I needed yeah. all of my back end to work. I needed invoicing, and I needed a CRM and I needed, um, I needed a project project management tool and I needed, um, really clear boundaries around communication and I needed, um, a CPA and I needed, um, you know, and I needed a virtual assistant actually. And that was kind of part of that, but, um, I needed all of the, wheels of the business the back end of the business that kind of were all living in my mind like for a while i was operating like oh yeah send oh yeah do oh yeah that (laughs) that timeline you know and now everyone has access to that and that's the other part of it is that there's really no part of my business that's secretive to certain people on my team and that was another level of attachment like oh shoot they can't see you know all of these things you know just i felt like if every if i let if i let people on my team also help build the systems um and then train each other that could mm-hmm. also be really beneficial so one of my largest investments actually is i hired a um her name's ashley foy ashley foy for creatives she is a dubsado um expert She's an automation workflow expert. And so I hired her to come in and set up all my invoicing and workflows and contracts and proposals and email sequencing to the clients. So now when someone gets onboarded as a client, they are just taken through like a seamless process um, and they are really nurtured along the way. And I know that if I take a step back in for you know motherhood, maybe we're not in a phase of onboarding lots of new clients however the invoicing and in that piece can go on without me having to do anything you know click 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 you know it's all just happening um so and the one piece i think is still missing is you know how would my how would my team get paid so i'm not there yet um and so there's still some pieces of the, the attack in the systems that need to be you know built out but luckily i have you know at least nine months from the day we find out we're pregnant. <laughs> 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 these are some awesome tips and I think, you know, regardless of whether or not you're planning to have a child, these are great things to be doing in your business at a, at a certain level um, anyway and i wanted to recall an episode we recorded it's actually one of our most our second most listened to episode of our so you want to be a series um, and it's so you want to be a marketing consultant where we interviewed teresa ruiz decker which you know too um, and she one of we asked her what is something you wish you would have done sooner in your business she's been in business for about three years now and um, and this has been a piece of advice that's come up multiple times and something I'm really passionate about, too, is she wishes she had hired that VA a lot sooner was she had it up one time, all the amount of time she was spending on like some admin type of work. And it was like 100 hours each month, something really crazy. and. Um, yeah, it's just something, a, a pro tip that we try to share with our listeners and share with our students as much as possible, which is, you know, don't be afraid if when the revenue is there, obviously, um, to hire a VA so or someone that's going to take stuff off of your plate so that you can stay focused on what, what you're best at and what you need to be doing. So I think that everything you're sharing is amazing and great, even if, children weren't even on the horizon, you know, but even more so because, you know, one of the things that you will learn about motherhood and even the pregnancy journey is you have no idea how it's going to go. And, and if things are challenging during pregnancy, the last thing you want to be worrying about is your payroll or is your, are your clients getting served? And so I'm just really stoked for you because you're setting up a situation where you're mostly going to be able to focus on being pregnant, getting getting ready for that, you know, that first, those first really precious, precious couple of months and not have to worry so much about the business side of things other than, you know, coming in. And it does feel, it does feel good to kind of take a break from baby land and go like get some strategy and maybe meet with your team and things, but you know that it's going to keep running. So, you know, kudos to you for thinking about this so far ahead of time and getting ready for your future self, uh, thank you. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. The one thing about hiring a VA too is we can now outsource her services to our clients too. So Ooh, something that I talk, oh, cool. a, yeah. So something I talk a lot about is every person, every team member I have brought onto my team, I can subcontract out to anyone else and take an agency fee percentage, um, and that is. Again, it all circles back to, hey, do you want to talk about money? Do you want to talk about revenue? Do you want to talk about it in a really like real way? I talk about my team to it. Every single woman on my team has a separate owned business, mm-hmm. and so we contract all of their businesses out for these services. And so it's just this robust cycle of revenue for everybody. It's a collective. It is a. It is a collective. It's a collective. And if you're. One thing a pro tip is if you don't know where to find a VA or find, you know, help with your marketing or anything like that. um, Facebook groups are the best place to find creative entrepreneurs who hire at contract and different rates. Um, And there is there is a there is a freelancer for every business at every price point. Um, and so that to me is just, that's where I found most folks for my own company. And there's a really great virtual assistant, uh, Facebook group, um uh, ran by a woman named Maria and, um, they have so much talent in there. There's some really great op- options of folks in that Facebook group, you know, for my own journey, it was definitely about the team and then the branding and then the systems. And then. The last piece is a little bit more like on a personal level, but it is, you know, I believe that there really is no separation between my professional and personal. And so, especially when I own my own business, the, the revenue for the business, you know, it does eventually, you know, impact my entire family. Right. Um, I will say, because Beth is on this call, it was a rude awakening when I went from consultant to agency where the revenue changed. And I was like, oh, wait, that's not really my money yet. <laughs> <laughs> <Later>. <laughs> like that was kind of harsh. And, and um, so anyways, but that's a different podcast for a different, that's a different topic for a different time. Um, but I, I told my husband um, like two weeks ago, I said to him, I said, Hey, you know, I was thinking about sort of the largest financial implications of potentially, you know, having a child, which I'm sure that it's all a large financial piece. Um, but I said to him, I said, you know, we're really going to have to get a, um, a better car, a safer car, a larger car for me. And as much as I loved my little like Honda hatchback that I shipped from California, it was like it would be smushed on the East Coast. And it was just not safe. And it's not a winter car. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, we should start front loading some of these costs now while I have full scale revenue. Um, and I'm working, you know, at this at full capacity pretty much and let's you know even if we don't have a baby for one to two years guess what that's one to two years off of this car that we won't have to pay now for you know we'll have only three years left instead of five um and so last okay. week we got a new volvo um suv which great we did it on a total whim um in terms of like why we got that car on that day it was the day before the election and it was the last day of their sales cycle and i got like fifteen thousand dollars off of it because i was like i know you want to sell this car like <laughs> it's the last day uh, for so many reasons um and that was great and the best part about that whole experience was that they kept like talking to my husband right and and finally my husband uh-huh. was like finally my husband was like i have nothing to do with this like and he was like have fun and he like ended up going away and like leaving because anyways it was like my car my money like kind of deal you know um yeah and so it was kind of like a funny thing and that that yeah. never gets old for me um but <laughs> i <laughs> they, love that you know he was like and the best part is is that Anyways, never mind. My husband is like the worst negotiator, (laughs) like anyways. And so like, there's, even if it were not my car, he would never be in that position to be talking about, like, you know, (laughs) negotiating. (laughs) Like he will just be like, oh, the sticker price. Oh yeah, that's great. Cool. We'll take it. And I'm like, oh no, 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 wait, hold on just a (laughs) second. (laughs) So, um, so, you know, thinking about, um, you know, after we, I feel like, you know, we put a lot of time and energy into the business piece. Now we're looking at our, you know, the personal piece of the finances and what can we kind of prepare for? Because I don't have, like you said earlier, I don't have PTO. I don't have, you know, maternity leave. Um, and it's like me, right? So mm-hmm. that's sort of the the piece. And so for us, it's it's the, I'm, you know, saving. Um, I have a different saving, you know, nest egg now. and um, And, you know, kind of having some of these costs come up now instead of later. So yeah, and I feel just so happy for you that you are get to have this time to prepare and to be thinking about this, you know. Um and to be getting a business set up that is going to continue to bring you revenue even while you're, you know, having a baby and and you get to then make a choice after that of do you want to go back full time? Do you not? How is this going to change and morph? But at least you have that foundation ready to go. And that's something that I didn't have, um, I thought that I wanted to stay in a full-time job. I thought that that was going to be fine. Um, at the job I was at, we worked four days a week and we had Fridays off. It was really amazing. Um, and I thought that that would be good, you know, and I didn't even think about starting a business, um, before I had a kid. And so doing it afterwards is definitely doable. Obviously that's what we want to teach people at, at Kenza collective, but, um, the fact that you're doing it ahead of time is just, you're going to have a huge advantage. And I'm really happy for you for that. And we'll see, you know, how that all plays out for you. I think the one thing I just really want to stress is even if you're a freelancer, like there is no just or even, right? If you're a freelancer, um, you can operate like an agency still. And (laughs) there, I feel like, did you guys just do a podcast on that? Um, Well, we did a podcast on how to run how to show up um, as a freelancer more like an agency and kind of what you do within an agency that gives you commands, that respect and that authority and how you can bring that into your freelance business. And then the other one we just did um, is the importance of building up a cash reserve. And, you know, this plays right into it. And Beth's raising the roof right now because
1: she highly recommend
0: it. (laughs) Beth, I'm excited to listen to that podcast, but just for anyone who just to let their whistle, um,
1: is there like a percentage that, how does that work? Is there a percentage? The basic thing that I tell, and and I, you know, it's not necessarily even solopreneurs that I work with. It's like sometimes $5 million companies with a lot of employees. And basically what I say is figure out how long you'd need to survive if the wheels fell off. And if that's two months, three months, five months, whatever it is, make sure that all the non-negotiable stuff is put, money to cover all the non-negotiable stuff is put aside. So that's like payroll rent, you know, the stuff that you can't live without and make sure and and give yourself, I mean, at least give yourself a month or two of runtime. And ultimately if you can make six months happen, that's great too.
0: I th- I think Beth,
1: too, the, the
0: most, one of the most important pieces of that is to not forget your own payroll, your own like money that you want to be bringing in. Yeah. So, you know, whatever you pay yourself each month or if you're willing to lower your budget or whatever each month, making sure that's built into the reserve too, not just paying yeah. contractors and things yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: payroll includes you.
0: Tiffany, what are your what's what's like your number one tip you think for me? after hearing all of that and knowing me and knowing the business as a client and a friend. Right. So I wrote down a couple of tips. Um, and I'm trying to really like take my parenthood is one of those things. And I'm sure everybody's heard this is like, you really just don't know what it's like until you experience it. So when I wrote down a couple of tiff tips, as I wrote it here, and that I'm giggling at myself for, um, I was trying to put myself back where you are and think like, what would have resonated with me in that moment? Um, and so I wrote down a couple of things and we've already talked about a couple. So, you know, dropping your dropping all expectations of how this is gonna play out, what this is gonna look like, and and even more so what you're going to want. You know, you may surprise yourself and I would just mentally get ready for like, you may have your baby and you may say, screw it. This is, this is what I want to focus on at least for a while. And this is all I want to do. And there's nothing, there is no money. There is no team. There's no company. There is nothing that is worth me not spending at least an extended amount of time, fully focused on my kid, fully focused on finding out who you are now that you're a mom, um, you know, feeling, getting back to your body, getting back to yourself, just all the things that come along with it. Like you may want to pivot. And I just, want you to put it in your brain that that's okay. And that might be a reality. And that's cool. Like, that's awesome. Don't like, you know, freak out hopefully about that. Um, you know, like I said, I was completely shocked when it was, I'll never forget the moment that I walked into the doors of my last full-time job. And I just had this, something came over. I'd be thinking about it and all this, but something came over me and I was like, this is not right for me anymore. This is not what I should be doing, and um, you know, you just totally pivot, and that's cool. The other thing too is to uh, not not try to expect that you're going to go back at a certain time. So I think for me, I was like, oh, I should be fine to at least go back, you know, maybe part time or something by like six weeks or eight weeks or something. And I remember friends of mine being who have kids being like that's pretty early, you know, like you, you might, you might want longer. You might. And I was like, well, well we don't have longer. I need to go back and make money and da, da, da. And it's like, you know, just don't expect to, like, I wouldn't make too many hard plans for those first couple of months after you're having a baby that you like have to get back to and put that pressure on yourself. Because again, you just, you don't know how your body's going to respond. You don't know how you're going to be feeling, how the pregnancy and the birth went. And to have the added pressure of some like hard deadline you set for yourself is, um, yeah, just, that might be a little too much. The other really big thing that I would say is to line up help now. Um, or, you know, when you get pregnant, you know, line up help ahead of time. So I, um, we started setting aside money, uh, when we first got pregnant to be able to have a postpartum doula come to our house. 30 bucks an hour was not cheap, but we had a whole t- totally separate bank account where we were saving money. And I was like, however much we can build up, we are complete, no matter what other expenses come up, we are earmarking this for this person. And we interviewed people and we got someone lined up, and um, it was such a godsend. I mean, a postpartum doula, for those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, is um there's doulas so there's like birth doulas who are there you know before pregnancy and then they're there for the actual labor itself which i would also very 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 highly recommend and then there's a postpartum doula and sometimes they're the same but sometimes a lot of times they're different and the postpartum doulas job and their role is to 100 percent focus on supporting the mom and the parents really um yeah of course they take care of the baby too but they're doing it to support you So in our case, she would come over for like three hours or two or three hours and like three times a week in the morning. And she would just come in and she would say, what can I do for you? How can I help you this morning? And I'd be like, can you take the baby? I just, I need to shower, you know, I just, I don't know who I am right now, you know, whatever it is you need. Um, and that's really nice to just know that you're going to have that, that help coming in to help support you. Um and then the last thing that I would say is again something I remember reading when I was pregnant and being like what nothing um the the question she asked was she said I want you to start thinking about what are make a list of the things that you can let go of the things that maybe you hold on to really tightly right now like and not just with your business necessarily but in your personal life like um You know maybe you're a a a fanatic about your house being really organized all the time or um whatever it is that you feel like is like part of you and it's part of your personality and it's something you know you just you love having these things here and you you you're just particular about certain things in your life and questioning what are the things that you can let go of and and getting that in your head as soon as possible because you're going to have to let go of a lot of things. Like I love having a really organized house, place for everything, everything in its place, um, all that kind of stuff. And I had to let go of that real quick, let me tell you. (laughs) So anyway, I just, there are these certain pieces of advice that I even now, two and a half years later, after going through pregnancy that I remember, and those are the things is getting help lined up, don't expect too much out of yourself do not commit to anything I told my job I think I'll be back around this date but I reserve the right to change that um, don't be surprised if you change your mind on all of your decisions and have some grace for yourself and think about the things that you hold really dearly to yourself right now and work on starting to let those things go <laughs> I love it that's so valuable Tiff I really I just appreciate that so much like Anything that is like more on like the practical side, it makes more. You know, my brain can go there really fast. But I think it's that that piece of acceptance and you know, opening up. You know, I had a really good friend tell me. I have two two things. I had one friend tell me, everyone's a perfect parent until they have a kid. <laughs> So it's easy for me to be like, oh totally. yeah, it's going to be like this. Our kid's going to be so clean because <laughs> we're so clean, you know. Um, yeah, totally. Um, and the other piece is that you know anything I can do, like the fi- like the financial piece, is where I get really excited because I am super super good at saving and planning like the financial piece. And so I love that idea. I've never ha- heard anyone say that before of creating like a reserve. Um I understand creating a reserve like maybe for you, you know all of the the things that child birth, you know, having a bringing a baby into a home might require, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I love this idea of a reserve that is just to outsource and bring in help and I think that I mean, the world is seeing that times a million right now with COVID, right, with, you know, everyone's virtually learning and, you know, people can't find childcare anywhere because everyone needs it. So just kind of not going into it with like the scarcity mindset, but going into it, okay, if we have the cash flow, you know, set aside for that, then we can start thinking about that in a more strategic way. And I love this idea of of a postpartum doula. I think that's just amazing. And um, because I I was like, "What's a postpartum doula?" (laughs) And the thing that was nice about setting that money aside was that we then didn't question it. You know, I think we ended up spending like sixteen hundred dollars on a postpartum doula, and had that just come out of our main savings. We, we might have felt guilty, we might have cut it off sooner, we might have not taken as many hours, but we didn't have any of those feelings because this account was, and of course we stretched it as far as we could, but this was specifically for after birth self-care. Like whatever I needed or whatever my husband needed, you know, was it postpartum yoga classes? Was it acupuncture? Was it chiropractor? Was it the doula? that was my money our money to use for specifically this afterbirth care and i think that that's just like it was it made all the difference well this has been just so fun and um it's it's been really exciting and i'm sure beth has so many fun things to say too about all the revenue pieces and the financial pieces um and i i'm just so excited to be working and collaborating with such a great you know, project, like what you two are building. And my team is just so excited about the Kenza collective. And I'm super excited about, you know, telling everyone who I think, you know, could benefit from it, um, which is really any business owner or freelancer, um, particularly parents, but anyone, all my friends need to listen and tune in. But um, this has just been, I think really helpful for me too to, to be like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is, I'm, you know, we're actually. I'm not being like over prepared. <laughs> the only way you could over prepare yourself again is just by setting expectations. You know, that's the only over prep that that I would say. But you're you're not doing that. You're you're doing a really great job, and um, I'm just I'm excited to have you on the other side if and when it happens. You know, that's um, gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm so excited to follow you on your journey and to stay in touch, of course. Um, so mariah where can we find you yeah um uh you can follow my our instagram pages mariah stockman um or underscore miss creative um our website is www.mariahstockman.com we would love to support anyone with their marketing and social media needs anxieties fear overwhelm Uh, we have a winter marketing camp coming up in january that's super great for um business owners that's super um fun and it's like a five-week program um and it's very kumbaya as <laughs> I you like to say <laughs> uh and yeah that's where you can find us and um just you know big big shout out to all the freelancers in the kenza collective world who are doing this work because it's you know it's not easy but it's so so worth it totally worth it
1: totally worth it be your own boss. All right, everyone, that's it for this
0: week's episode of the Kenza pod. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, head over to kensacollective.com slash you can do this to learn more about our upcoming course, teaching you how to get started on your freelancing journey. Have a great day.